It's the Persistent and Nasty Podcast at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2023 series. The episodes will be released at various different times, so make sure that you have subscribed so you get notified when a new episode has dropped. We have some amazing guests coming up for you and I know that you won't want to miss them. They will be everything from circus performers to theatre makers to singers to spoken word poets and we can't wait to share all of them with you. Remember, if you are taking part in the Edinburgh Festival Fringe or you are just going for a visit, remember your rain jacket, your comfy shoes and a pair of shorts because you never know the weather that you're going to get in Edinburgh. But what you are guaranteed is some incredible pieces of theatre. Enjoy the episode and remember... Stay nasty. Hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty podcast, Edinburgh Festival Fringe Series 2023. I hope that you are all looking after yourself, being kind to yourself and of course each other. Today uh, Louise and I chat with April Wish, actor, writer, filmmaker, producer, um, all round spectacular and we chat about April's new show, Wendy, my darling, which is on at the Edinburgh Festival right now. All details are in the show notes of today's episode. We talk the creation of Wendy, my darling. We talk about her relationship and friendship um, with two well-known performers, Hollywood names um, who make video appearances in uh, the show itself. We also talk about the Hollywood dream. We talk about just knowing that you have to do your art no matter what it is and how you do it. We talk about being a mum in LA and what that means for your career, how you move forward in life and also that really big question for lots of us as artists about not wanting to miss out on life. It's a really great interview. Um, April was outside of Starbucks using their Wi-Fi to chat to us um, over Zoom and we really appreciate her time and it is a really great, really brilliant episode and I know that you will enjoy it. As I say, all details for the show are in the show notes of today's episode and make sure you catch Wendy, my darling, at the festival. Now, talking about the festival, the festival has got many great shows on. We are already quite a few episodes in to our festival series. Make sure, as I've said in my little intro, that you have subscribed so that you get notified when a next episode is out. You can also help support persistent and nasty you can become our persistent pal or a nasty hero and uh, help us keep going help the podcast going help keep the coffee mornings going when they start back in september and so that our community has a space to go feel supported feel they are able to say whatever they need to say you also help with the advocacy work that louise and i do behind the scenes an awful lot all of which is still going on throughout the festival so it has never stopped our advocacy work and your incredible donations help make that a reality for us. Um, so thank you to those of you who are already a persistent pal or nasty hero. And for those of you who can 
afford to do so. We understand that things are tough and times are tough, but um, we would be extremely grateful. And if you can't do that at this moment in time, but you do want to help, you can always give us the price of a cup of coffee. The link for that is also in the show notes with our Ko-Fi. Um, or you can shout about us on all social media. Any amplification of our incredible guests, the work that we do is always more than welcome and we really appreciate every single one of you. Talking of social media, you can follow us on Twitter. And yes, I am still saying on Twitter and will continue to say Twitter. Twitter at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty. Send us an email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com. You can also check out all the work that we do on www.persistentandnasty.co.uk. And you can follow Louise and I on social media. Louise is at Ms. Louise Oliver on Twitter and Instagram. And I am at Elaine.stirrit on Twitter and at Elaine. No. Elaine.stirrit on Instagram and threads, although I keep forgetting to use threads, but I am going to be using it more. Uh, and at Elaine Stirrit on Twitter. For today's episode, oh, because we were having a chat um, outside a particular coffee brand, um, maybe you're going to go straight in with a coffee. Maybe you're going to have a celebratory a celebratory, I can't even say it, uh, a celebratory, is that how you say it? No, it's on a postcard, thanks everyone, a glass of something fizzy, uh, maybe you're heading to the pub for a pint um, as you're listening, or you know, you can always just have a good old cup of tea, sit back, relax, and enjoy. April Wish, welcome to the Persistent and Nasty podcast. I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you. We are delighted to have you. Um, uh, so for our listeners, April, we are going to talk about your show, Wendy My Darling, which is on at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2023. But before we get into that, let's hear a little bit about you, how you mm. came to be in this wonderful, sometimes tricky industry of ours. <laughs> Um, so, uh, int- I've always been a theater maker, a theater actress, uh, even before I knew that was a thing to do. Um, you know, I would set up the lawn chairs for my family. It was all very stereotypical. I've always known what I wanted to be kind of thing. <laughs> um, made programs and charged for it. I didn't know I was producing at the time, but you know, I was also producing theater. <laughs> um, and you were making that money at an early age. You were like, I will make the money out of this. <laughs> sure was. Sold tickets. You know, the neighbors were troopers. So, you know, it was, it, it has always been long time a love of mine. Um, but for me, I thought, well, it's got to be Hollywood. Um, I'm originally from Orange County, California, which is just, just south of Los Angeles. And uh, uh, Los Angeles burns bright. And I wanted to be a part of that. And I wanted to make movies because I thought, well, I want to make money doing this. And that's obviously the place where everyone makes money doing this. You know, obviously cut to 2023 and we're all we're all really finding out what those residual checks look like. Hence the strike. (laughs) (laughs) So um, but I did it. I did. I did Hollywood to the best that I could as much as Hollywood let me. And that was, you know, I started that 20 years ago. Um, So. We've progressed a little, but you know, it was a, it was a time, uh, 20 years ago. Um, 
and, and I loved it and I found amazing creative people, but I didn't act. And I was like, but I want to act. So I started producing my own movies and I produced eight independent features. I acted in a bunch of other features and shorts and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that when people ask you, have you been anything I've, I've heard of? It's like, no, but I've been in a lot of things, <laughs> um, you know, because it, it's always catching lightning in a bottle in Hollywood. Um, and I was actually in the middle of producing uh, one of my last films, uh, eight months pregnant. And it just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get my head around being out of town and having, um, you know, my husband missed the birth of his first child and possibly be out of town in a city I didn't particularly want to be giving birth in. Um, cause I kind of decided that I wanted to do life and be a creative, which it turns out is very challenging. Um, and motherhood, uh, just knocked me right on my ass. Um, the, the, the largeness of it, the change that a person makes, the change the body makes. Um, which is a very interesting thing in Hollywood um, because all of a sudden overnight my type changed and um, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to work 16 hour days and not be with my kid. Um, I didn't know how much I could love a person. I just didn't. <laughs> um, so I stopped um, for about five years and I tried to do everything else to not be an actor. <laughs> I, um, I did an art show in Griffith Park, our big park there. Um, you know, it was successful. We sold all these tickets. Everyone had a great time. I did photography and just nothing made me happy or feel like myself. And uh, I wandered into a solo theater um, class because honestly, I was looking for acting classes and everything in Hollywood is about the business. Everything, the result is get an agent, meet casting. And I was like, I just want to act again. Um, and I got up on stage for the first time in five years and I did a piece and I, I cried for like two weeks straight. Um, cause I knew I had to do it. So like solo theater has given my creativity back to me. Um, and now that my kids are a little older, they're seven and they're nine right now. Um, I'm really able to kind of run with it a little bit more, but it's challenging being a, a, a mom. And uh, I'm a full-time mom. So my day ends at two o'clock when I have to pick them up from school. <laughs> um, it's, they're rolling with the punches and they're really sweet, you know, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a balance. This is a big deal to be away from them for this long. But I love it. Yeah, that's... Um... Thanks, like so much in that that I want to <laughs> like unpick and chat uh, with you more. But I think that thing that you've just said that so many people who are listening will resonate of that trying to find something else to do that you can that makes you makes your soul okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That you're that you makes you get through the day so that you can do it and just really try and because I think what you said is you want to do life. Yeah. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And it's a real challenge when you're a creative because life is can sometimes pass you by if you're not careful. You can let the industry really mm-hmm. sweep you up. Um, well, and I had I, always thought I couldn't have kids. I had decided that that's it for me. And not that I couldn't physically have kids, but that I couldn't have 
the life I wanted to have, that I couldn't pursue a career in Hollywood and also have children. And, and I, I think, unfortunately, I was a little bit right. Um, because I, I, it has knocked me on off course, you know, uh, it's given me a new course and I'm, I'm getting, I think, right in the head about what fame really means and what happiness really means. Um, and what I really want to do. And that, you know, obviously that's the theater has been the outlet for that, but, um, but I I don't think I was wrong in that. It is a full-time job to be a creative, um, if you want to make money and be seen and whatnot. And, um, I'm super grateful that I got knocked off course. I, I love being a mom so much. (laughs) Um, and I write about motherhood in my shows and, get people all the time being like, Oh, thank you for writing about this experience that no one really writes the nuance of, you know, cause so many, especially in Hollywood, so many writers are male. Um, so they're writing about motherhood from a male's perspective. So they're really writing about being a child, um, and not about the, the child rearing. Yeah. Um, but, but I met my husband and, um, he wanted kids and I was like, eh, no. Um, and then did some soul searching and figured out that, I don't know, Hollywood theater, it's going to work or not work. Uh, I want to have fun in the meantime, you know? It's such a frustrating, deeply frustrating dichotomy because there's like so much expectation on women um, across the board in terms of what they choose to do with their careers and how they manage their careers and, and how that intersects with motherhood. And like, there's a lot of talk about being both, but actually our industry and indeed our world is not set up to accommodate both. So it's sort of a lie. Um, and it's that that point you made about unfortunately being right, I think is, mm. is a reality that a lot of us have to face. And even though there's incremental progress being made, like here in the UK, we have a couple of organizations, parenting and the performing arts and raising films. Um, which are both organizations aiming to support parents and carers with jobs in the industry. But there isn't a reality that keeps coming up that they keep, even they keep butting up against is that it's only the most well-resourced sort of yes. projects that can, can actually facilitate that kind of thing. So it's really the higher up the chain you go, you know, if you're a, a I don't know, a Jessica Chastain or whatever, you can command, you know, uh, sure. yeah, your schedule to be, to be, uh, you know structured around your caring responsibilities or have daycare on set or whatever it is um but like for day to day like the around the jobbing actors that make up the rest like the non one percent like it's still it's still an ongoing fight or not reality at all so yeah oh absolutely and and well and where where i'm from this the united states is notoriously um not helpful uh <laughs> to new mothers you know uh, statistically we are you know we kind of do almost as bad as you can for a for a developed nation um and i fully acknowledge my privilege just to do what i do you know i mean i have i have a spouse who has um has a normal day job which allows me to make theater and allows me to, to watch the kids. And um, boy, I can't imagine what that might be like without that support. Um, I mean, he, he, he brought me my, my coffee I'm holding, you know what I mean? Like um, he's incredibly supportive and it's still really hard. Um, even from like from a logistical standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint, like I, it's only been a couple of days, but I, I miss my kids. <laughs> Yeah, that must be really, it must be so difficult though, right? Because it's not even like you're even in the same country. 
mm-hmm. and in the same timeline like you're you're in a different time zone and um so that that must be that must be really tricky but also it's really great and inspiring that you are doing something that means so much to you because and I've said this before on the podcast and I'm not a mum myself but I I think I think you can only be the best mum that you can be for your children if you are truly happy because then you can give that to them (laughs) so if you're lacking something then that no matter how much you're doing to surround to make sure that that isn't coming out it must it must come out in some way Absolutely. I mean, I was, um, I was angry and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and I know it's cause it's hard, you know, two kids under three at one point, it, it, it's hard. It's a challenge, but it's also like, why am I so just dissatisfied? And, and that's actually one of the topics of the show that we go into is just dissatisfaction, right? Where does it come from? Um, and it was, for me, it was just not, not being creative in the way that I feel best being creative. So it's like I could write maybe at night or whatever, but it was it was the performing of the writing that just, you know, was that honored the little girl on the lawn that that made everyone watch her shows, you know? Yeah, I think Louise and I both kind of really resonate with that about um honoring that moment and being that child that wanted to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's one of the major themes of the show is growing up, you know, that's, that's one of my obsessions with Peter Pan is, you know, I, I've always considered myself kind of a Peter and um, what a challenge to think about what we get as grownups as opposed to what we lose. Yeah. Very, very true. And I, that would have been the most perfect segue into talking about the show but I really want to talk about just for a couple of minutes yeah. because you talked about, you know, producing and um, being part of um, some features and uh, other projects. And mm-hmm. um, obviously uh, Louise is in the middle of um, about to start filming her short film, um, which Yay. produced and written. Yay. Um, <laughs> So, no big um, thing. Good job. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Great, so I would love to kind of touch mm-hmm. on that a little bit and what that brought you and how you found that. And I guess also the mentioning how your industry works over in LA in comparison with maybe how it works over here for the listeners. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what your uh, community is like here, but in Los Angeles, it's everywhere (laughs) you know you'd be it really is the stereotype I mean I definitely know people with regular jobs but by and large I only know people that work in the industry um and there's so many positions in the industry you know and a lot of them don't get any kind of press or play um you know even 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 costumes get some attention but for the most part you know sometimes it's like there are my husband works in post so there's just so many positions that people don't, you know, that aren't glorified, um, in the media. And so I just know a lot of people that have regular lives doing their regular things. And almost all of them came to it from this seedling of being a kid that wanted to tell stories. So, you know, um, making short films, doing independent film. Um, I think everyone's got like a little, I don't know, their, their finger in it somehow, you know, 
because the 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 business of Hollywood and the machine of Hollywood, which is even in the time I've been there, moving so much more towards a corporate entity and towards content, which is a word a lot of us creatives are not digging. Um, there, you know, there's still the people who moved there to tell stories the way they want to tell and in, impact the world, and um, and then there's people who just want to be famous. And that's certainly the place to do it. And I have to be honest, um, I made horror films and I made a bunch of crap that I was just like, maybe this will work. Maybe this will sell. Um, and it's certainly fun to do, you know, because it's fun being on set. It's like summer camp, you know, and you meet this whole new group of people and it, you become a family for this very intense amount of time. Um, but I do, I do think as I get older and as I choose to do this medium, at least, I'm getting to tell more of the story I want to tell. Because with film, there's always an element of money involved. And there is with theater. You know, this was not, uh, it's, it's not inexpensive to come to Edinburgh <laughs> and to put on a show here. But um, as, you'll, as you know, funding a short film and producing the short film and finishing the short film, which I think a lot of people often forget to budget for and plan for um it takes resources you know it's just always got to find them yeah i don't know if that was helpful <laughs> at all <laughs> that wasn't that was just sort of like you have to find money it sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, but it's entirely relevant it's super super relevant and i suppose mm -hmm. um I mean there's something interesting i'm finding everything that you're saying so relatable and like as a theater I have been a theatre maker and still am in some ways, but I'm I I I'm in film as well, and it is an interest. The the money thing is just yeah, it's a constant it's a constant battle. Um, but I suppose mm -hmm. I'm interested in and Elaine. If, I hope it's okay for me to sort of circle back to the theatre mm -hmm. aspect. I'm I was so um I was digging what you were saying about how finding your way back to theatre and particularly solo work and the work that you're making now just be lit your creative candle and um. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just curious, is the is Wendy My Darling the first piece of solo theatre that you embarked on or actually have you done a few a few since and then it's this one that you've brought to Edinburgh and and then a sort of sub question is uh why why Wendy Darling and why Edinburgh? Oh, well that's 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 the big one. Um easy easy answer. The for the I have done two other pieces um previous to this. Um the first one was uh, something called um My Name is Mommy. And did like kind of a limited tour thing um, in the U.S. And um, that was based largely on my experience as a new mom. Um, and it was a very personal story um, in a very personal way. Um, so very much so a, like a first person storytelling kind of thing. Um, and I needed it. I needed so badly to tell the story of motherhood um, and the, the triumph of it. Uh, but also the loss of self that comes with it. And so um, that was my first story. And then um, then there was this pandemic. And any kind of momentum I had, I had started to write my second one. My first one centered largely around my daughter, who's um, uh, the first. She's the, the nine-year-old. And then um, my son was like, I want a story. So I had to, I, I thought it was very, it is interesting as a feminist raising a son um 
because I, I want to raise a feminist son and I want him to, um, I want him to have opportunity too. You know, I, I want him to have this amazing life. And I think part of that is equaling the playing field. It's better for everyone. Um, to the, the patriarch doesn't do anyone any good except for like three billionaires. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I wrote a story for him and I actually did that completely through the pandemic and over zoom. Um, I know, uh, you're, experience in a bigger city is probably the same as mine, but we were very shut down in Los Angeles. It was um, small theaters, kind of like just now coming back. Um, so uh, it was, I know Hollywood Fringe this year was sort of like a rebirth for it, but a lot of our small theaters didn't make it through. Um, so I did Zoom completely from home and with the support of my husband who ran the, the Q Lab for me. Um, and so Wendy is my third show. Um, and I was, uh, I was approached by this woman, Tammy Glover, who, um, had written her first solo album as an indie rock, uh, artist. Um, she previously had toured with Sparks and, um, been a backup singer and she was, uh, MTV's first house band. Um, like she's, she's been at music for a long time, but this was her first solo album. And she said, I'd love to have a show sort of inspired by it. Um, and that's where we got a lot of our feminist themes is talking through her album and what she wrote it for and, um, the moments in her life that inspired certain songs. Um, and we were, you know, we had a lot of conversations around that and what kind of story we might want to tell about a woman in our industry in Hollywood. Um, and I thought about it and thought about it, thought about it. And I came back and I was like, can it be about Wendy though, from Peter Pan? (laughs) Um, she was so lovely. Yes, absolutely. Whatever. So, um, so I delved into it. Um, cause to me at the time I was throwing my son, his, uh, seventh birthday, sixth birthday. Oh no, he's getting old so fast. Um, and it was a Peter Pan theme. And I was like, I love Peter. And I was like, but Wendy is so blah. Um, she's not really given a story. He, he steals her from her home to be a mother to the lost boys. That is her you know, purpose in his life and his story. Um, but then I read the book and the novel is very different than the Disney version. And I am a Disney fan. We have passes. We go a lot, like every couple of weeks. I, I'm not here to dog on the Disney version. However, boy, did that get 1950s. Um, and the the book itself has so much more about Mrs. Darling and what she goes through in watching her children go away. And, you know, obviously it's an allegory for, you know, adolescence and growing up, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but I found myself really relating to Mrs. Darling. So um, although it's, although it's about Wendy, she's really taken on the role of now what her mother would be. So it's a cyclical story. Um, and that's, that's always interesting to me. That was a, a heavy topic in my first two shows too, um, is the idea of what cycles do we have that we love and what cycles do we have that we can, uh, we can change. So um, looking, it's a fantastical story and I love like magical whatever, but on a personal level, it's really about me looking at myself now entering middle age and um, seeing what it's like now to raise an adolescent after having been one. 
Oh, and why Edinburgh? All right. Um, I don't know. It's the big show, guys. <laughs> I, I guess I want to be part of the big show. Um, it seems... I don't, it's always lightning in the bottle. My, my, my expectations are to meet a lot of creatives and to get to tell my story for nine days in a row. And um, hopefully have just a really good time and be really inspired. Um, but how do you not want to be part of the big show if you can do it? I, I don't know. It seems I, I've been doing fringes. So the last one I did was um, Orlando. Uh, and then I did Vancouver and, um, we've, we've done just different places and every single time everyone's like, are you going to Edinburgh? Um, and I finally just was like, I have to answer yes. At some point we have to do it. So, you know, jumping right into the, the unknown, possibly foolishly, but here we go. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. That is the big show. <laughs> I think you're um, being very smart though because you you're only here for like the first two weeks, which is a very smart move for your yeah. first festival. Um oh well the interesting thing is I've been told it's not, but you know. I think for your own self, it's a very mm. smart move. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's um it feels uh it, well, I mean, my kids go back to school. Um you know, I, I couldn't bring them, uh, financially, you know, staying for an entire month out of the country is pretty difficult. So, you know, we're making it work and listen, yeah. one of the, incredible, do what's right for you. Yeah. And also one of the incredible, um, companies that are based here, F-Bomb Theatre, who mm-hmm. had their show, um, Beatles are a boy band. They only did the first 10 days of the festival last year and won the fringe first. So anybody who's telling you otherwise is lying. So it's, it's all fine. Right. That's what that's what I say. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate that. Then good. Then I feel very good going into this week. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got an opinion on how to do the festival and like uh there is no one way to do it. It's too it's too mammoth for that. There's like lots of different ways to do it. And yeah, it sounds like you're approaching it in exactly the right way. Like dive in, let's do it, meet people, just take advantage of as many opportunities as you can, and you can't go wrong it's it'll give you something it will give you something that will I, well it's nothing an adventure right and, exactly. and honestly it's like this show one it, it we have a hook you know literally like a captain hook like we have i have this other story and this other storyline supporting me um tammy glover is here playing music um so we have like an accompaniment in it um and she also sings her um her first like her oh gosh what's the name of it oh I'm such a theater person and not a music person um first her first song from the album on uh on stage to sort of set the stage for the show so I like I have Tammy here I have um and and her family and my husband and then I have these other two actors that have done voice and video for the show so it's like I have all of this support um it doesn't feel solo so if not this show, then what show would it be, you know? Yeah, I think it sounds like the right show. So tell our audiences, what can they expect from Wendy, my darling? Oh, so Wendy is a writer. Um, as 
as I understood Wendy Darling to be and Mrs. Darling and blah, 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 blah in the cyclical storytelling, um, she is the storyteller of Peter Pan. She tells her brothers about the pirates and about this. And they, you know, at the at the top of the novel, that's what they're they're doing. They're saying, tell me a story, tell me a story. And I thought if the storyteller was to grow up, she might still want to be a storyteller, <laughs> just like I do. Um, and so she's a grown-up person who has now moved from London to live in Los Angeles. She's been there for 20 years and she's trying to make her way at being a storyteller. But she also is Wendy Darling. And at the top of the show, um, her her daughter is off somewhere. And we have to figure out where that might be. I mean, she's in Neverland. That's fine. I'm going to, I just gave it up. But, um, <laughs> um, but through, but through, you know, watching her daughter go through adolescence and missing her daughter and waiting for her daughter. Um, I explore a lot of different themes um, about womanhood, but in a super fun way, because uh, lucky for me, we have um, two actors who have lent their talent to the show, and it's um, Busy Phillips um, from Freaks and Geeks and John Cryer, who was in Pretty in Pink, and forever he was on Two and a Half Men. And um, he's their friends, and they really, the script resonated with them, and they were able to um, record some pieces for us. So I interact with those pieces live. Um, so we have a lot of multimedia in the show, kind of basically the whole thing has something on a screen at some point. Um, so again, very not solo. Um, and so, yeah, I was just trying to push the boundary of what solo work looks like and sounds like. Um, so it's a very uh, linear story um, and it's a very quirky, fun, you know, she gets wrapped up in social media somehow. That part I won't give away. Um, and uh, and in the meantime, we get this agent character who's sort of very representative of um, Hollywood, played by John Carter. And then we have a, a, an interesting friendship, an actual adult female friendship playing out on stage um, with me and my character in Busy Phillips. So um, who kind of, you know, is the person that's there for you when the going gets tough. Um, and there's a husband character, but to me, it's the female friendship that was really interesting to explore. So. Yes, to the female friendship on stage. More of that, please. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have to say, I saw Barbie and I was like, oh, we wrote the same thing somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it yet. I've not seen oh, it yet. I need to like. Well, I won't give it away, but I'm like, Greta Gerwig, are we, are we in the same brain? This is amazing. Well, give me a call Greta yeah I've seen it it's mm -hmm. incredible I know I'm like <laughs> both of you have seen it and I'm like oh no don't say anything I'm going to see it next week please don't please don't say anything um and I mean that's having the same brain as a uh, Barbie let's let's go for it yeah right that very positive pink female energy loving yep. it Absolutely. Um, so Wendy, my darling, is on at the space at Surgeons Hall and it's on from the 4th to the 12th um, mm -hmm. of August. Um, what time are you on at? 17.55. Getting used to that. So 5.55 p.m. <laughs> right. Or 5 to 6. <laughs> 5 to 6. Yeah, 5 to 6. six okay. No, no 5.55. So 6 p.m. 6 to 7. But, you know, get there early. 
Yeah. Oh no, I mean five to six means like here. Oh yes. Five minutes yeah. to six. Five oh, minutes see? to six. <laughs> see, I'm I'm every time I think, oh, what are the differences? They just show up. So yes, five to six. There you go. Yeah. So is an hour long. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Brilliant. Um, and what is it you're hoping that people will feel when they leave? So um Gosh, I love the drama. I love the drama stuff, but we've uh, we've really tried to craft something that's super funny uh, and super fun, and that ultimately is very uplifting. Um, so Wendy, you know, it's it's very common. She doesn't end up in the same place as she starts, and I would love for people to also not end up in the same place as when I start um, and feel uplifted and um, and motivated and maybe inspired. Um, to 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 write what they want to write and be who they want to be um and also go away with a little bit of pixie dust because we give that out at the end of the show so don't forget oh. that on the way out don't forget your <laughs> pixie dust i love it i'm i'm really great. looking forward to coming and seeing the show um april and oh i hope so super, um much longer but you're in the middle of edinburgh outside of starbucks using their free wi-fi so thanks starbucks <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> um, before we finish up though we do like to ask a question of our guests and um, it's what does the phrase persistent and nasty mean to you and as an American like our name came out with two kind of political moments in America the nevertheless yeah. you persisted about Elizabeth Warren your mm-hmm. previous not your personal previous well, I don't I don't want to go on your political views, but I can kind of get a feeling that. I oh think yeah, yeah. You, well, you know, I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think we're okay. Um, but when uh, the previous president of the United States called Hillary Clinton a nasty woman for dating to give him some facts, and then the Twitter storm that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, April Wish, what does the phrase "persistent and nasty" mean to you? Um. So, so to me, I, I instantly, it's a, it's a political statement to me. Um, I wrote in my first show, the experience of uh, holding my daughter's hand while I got to vote for the first time for a female to be president. Um, and then what it felt like, um, to have that day (laughs) fall apart, um, and to watch her, um, face and to try to explain it to her. And to me, um, being persistent and being nasty, um, it means, oh God, it, it, it means not giving up. It means that I will see that in my lifetime. It means that even while women are taking a major step back in my country, I'm not going down without a fight. And maybe my fight is telling a story about Wendy Darling from Peter Pan. <laughs> um, and maybe it's just letting my daughter see me tell a story about Wendy Darling from Peter Pan. Um, because I want to leave uh, our country in uh, better shape than we got it. And it's not, uh, and that's a fight. That's getting a little nasty. <laughs> it's. Um, as it, it, it's boy, we have such a situation right now. <laughs> um, 
and I, I think persistent is the word that's more, uh, more akin to what I would like to do is use storytelling to, to kind of push the ball a little further down the road. Well, thank you, April. That got me a little emotional. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, so sounds so fantastic. Um, what a, an enormously brilliant creative team, including yourself, you've assembled. It's it sounds like the ideal French show, guys. Like it's all there. It's all there, listeners. Oh, so thank um, you. Well, and I want to shout out. I want to shout out Krisha. I have a I have a female director who's incredible, and I'm sorry I haven't said her name yet. Krisha Plonka. Um, because she's an Emmy award winning. I don't know how I got so lucky in this world to get to work with these people um, between Krisha and Tammy. Um, what, what like an amazing group of women telling a, telling a story together. So anyway, sorry. I had to shout out Krisha because she's amazing. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> she's not, she's not able to be here during the fringe, but um, so much here in spirit. So and has uh, made such an impact on the script and the story and, and my life. So amazing. Love it. Shout her out. We love that. Celebrate each <laughs> other. It's super important. And also yes. um, for all of you feeling what April's just said in the US, we've got you over here because we're with you on that fight too. So don't think that you're on your own with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, so- and we just have to get crafty. We have to get really crafty. We're good at that. We're good. We're creatives. Mm-hmm. We'll come up with it. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, everybody, uh, Wendy, my darling, is on from the 4th to the 12th and is at the space at Surgeon's Hall at 1755 or 5 to 6 or 5.55pm, <laughs> whichever version of those times that you want to go with. <laughs> um, April, thank you so much for coming and chatting with Louise and I today. It's been really great to chat with you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate this opportunity. You're so oh, our pleasure. Uh, we're excited to shout out the show to all of our followers and listeners, and we'll definitely be there to see it. So we're excited. Oh, yeah. please, please, please. If you have any time to stay after, I would love to say hi. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. 100%. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let you know when we're going to be there. Um, oh, so do. listeners, until next time, stay nasty. Stay nasty. Stay nasty. <laughs>